Small Business Spoonfuls is a weekly Q&A with Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill providing the answers to questions you have about running your small business. This podcast is sponsored by HelpDeskSuites.com. If you are a busy employer, we are your employment law compliance help desk. Visit HelpDeskSuites.com to find out more and become a member. Now, here's your host, Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Spoonfuls. I'm Lisa Smith. And I'm Mason Merrill. And today we are discussing a question from one of our members regarding I-9s and your general contractor's rights and responsibilities. Yeah, you know, when we saw this question come in, we were both like, we have to do a podcast on this because this is such a tricky situation. Yeah, it really is. I tell you what, when when Joe from Tennessee wrote this, I just about fell out of my chair. She starts her her email with "Hi, be audit secure. Today is a bad day." Yeah, and I just thought, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it's never a good day when somebody is number one writing in about I nine violation, and number two when they start their email off with, this is going to be a bad day. So we know it's going to be a not your average situation. Mm-mm. Yeah, and it was with. not your average situation at all. She um, she has basically two issues here that she's addressing, but one big one. She starts out with she had an employee who, you know, who violated the law, basically went to a job site he wasn't supposed to be at, used another employee's security badge to enter that job site and got caught by the general contractor's company. And so then, of course, you know, there is serious safety and uh, security concerns there. And now, you know, possibly Homeland Security could even be invited into this situation because of this. So this is a big deal. Yeah, no, it is a big deal. But you know what the beautiful thing about everything, single situation is with these things? What? Is there's always something to look back to in court cases or Supreme Court Department of Justice, different things. So that's exactly what we're doing here today. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so she, you know, she goes on to say that what her big question is, is that, so, yeah, there's no doubt that her employee was wrong in, you know, all the the garbage here that went on with the badge and accessing the site illegally and everything. But the situation turned into the fact that this employee is Latino and working with a permanent residency card. Now, she says we I-9 all of our employees and the payroll company that they use is a large um, national company and they do the E-Verify program. So all of that is is really covered as far as are these workers properly documented or not. But um, the general contractor decided they weren't going to go to the, the sub and say, hey, we want to make sure that your employees are properly I-9'd and we want to have this conversation with you, the employer. Instead, the general contractor went out and started just handpicking these um, workers, primarily Latino workers, and started to demand that they just immediately show their residency cards or whatever other type of documentation that they had on them and that they wanted to prove that they have or have proof that they were legal to work in the U.S. And 
Another word she used here is that they were just randomly picking people out of the crowd who mostly seemed to be Latino workers. Yeah, and that is where the big wrong is here is, you know, this comes up a case of racism and discrimination. And that, aside from this I-9 or this this violation that the worker made, the safety violation, that opens up a whole other can of worms for him, for this general contractor going into a, a whole other segment of things that are violations in the work in the work field or place or different things like that. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, if you watch football, you know, sometimes you've got, you know, one team will will um, have a flag thrown because they've had a foul, and, you know, then they're offsetting flags, you know, offsetting penalties, and so then nobody really gets a penalty because both sides, you know, held each other or they were both jumping off sides or they were both grabbing each other's face masks or whatever, you know. And so this kind of turns into a situation to where, yeah, the the employee violated the law, but now the employer is possibly creating an even larger violation for himself. You know, this general contractor is. And so is this even going to be an offsetting penalty at this point? It may yeah. even be a bigger problem. Yeah, exactly. You got double personal fouls on the other side and <laughs> now you're <laughs> now you're you're back 30 yards when you could have been, you know, up 15. So. Yeah, and I really hope our listeners are football fans. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because we're terrible. Okay. So let's let's <laughs> let's take a whiteboard with the situation on it, or the figurative whiteboard. Let's erase it all back to the violation okay. of the the worker. So what should the general contractor have done in this situation? Well, the general contractor should have clearly just worked with the subcontractor who was the employer of this worker who violated safety protocol. Of course, this worker immediately just needs to be fired. Yeah. I mean, there needs to be no more contact with this guy. He has accessed this site illegally using somebody else's badge. I mean, I don't care if the guy's legal or not. He's not working here anymore. Yeah, that's right. And so so who does the who does the general contractor go to, the worker or the subcontractor? Well, just to clarify. At that point, whoever is on site, which apparently was the general contractor's either management or him himself, um, he would have that absolute right to terminate that worker from the site. Yeah. So he could say, you go home, I'm calling your boss, and you're not to come back to this site. Yeah. And then he would call the subcontractor, the employer of the worker, and say, hey, your guy did this, and I don't want him back here. And then that sub would need to deal with that employee or face some sort of legal penalties. And depending upon how big this breach was, and, you know, we don't know what's going on here. Is this a government contract site? Is there something that Homeland Security really does need to be called in for? You know, I mean, maybe this is like a serious security risk, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not just some random, you know, house being built or maybe it is a government facility being built or something, you know, like so maybe there's something that they really need to be called in for that has nothing to do with are you legal to work in the country but has everything to do with why did you access this site illegally you know Um, so that could be a whole other set of issues but one way or the other this guy is not on this job anymore and hopefully not working for this subcontractor anymore either okay so that's basically what the contractor did right he went to the guy and said get out of here basically you've violated this I don't want you on this site anymore but where was his misstep here? What did he do next? 
Well, then he starts approaching Latino workers. And he just starts saying, hey, I need to make sure you're properly documented to work in the United States. Yes. So is that a big no-no or is that okay? Oh, no, that's a big no-no because these are not his employees. These folks are employed by the subcontractor and he has no reason to approach these people. He has no suspicion of anything. He doesn't govern this part of the, the work. Assuming he has a contract and he's done his due diligence and he has a contract with the subcontractor that says, you know, they have agreed that the sub is handling all of these things. And the sub clearly is, you know, doing the E-Verify program through their major um, payroll provider. So they're, they have proof that they could show that people have been E-Verified. And if you've been E-Verified, you've been i 9 yep. So, you know, you're covered, right? Yeah. So there's no reason for this guy except for discrimination. And, you know, that always stems with racism. I mean, I want to know, is he going around to the white guys? I mean, like, I want to know, like, is he just picking out Latino? Is he picking out Middle Eastern? Is he picking out French Canadian? Like, I want to know who is he picking on, you know? Um, Because this is, and if he's picking on all of them, it's still illegal. But, like, I want to know what's going on here because this guy is putting himself in a position to lose his entire general contracting business. Yeah, and license and everything. Yeah. Um, So, okay, so let's go back, rewind just a little bit. He sends the worker home. Now what is the right step for this general contractor to make instead of going and bullying these other guys who are on the job site who, who did nothing? In the case, we weren't there, but from what we've been told in this situation, those guys are free and clear. They're there. They're all right to be there. All of the above. What should this general contractor have done? Reached out to, filed forms. What What should he have done in that case? Yeah, he he should have just contracted the sub, and said, "I've sent your employee home. I don't want him back on the the site." The end. Yeah. And then that's it. I mean, and if there was a larger safety concern, then he should have said, you know, I need to involve Homeland Security in this because of a government contract or whatever. He needs to follow whatever uh, rules he's under with his contract. But if there's nothing else, then there's nothing else. The guy's just off the job. Yeah. Yeah. So um, is there any is. Yeah, so if the contractor wants to take any sort of action, can he do that in that case? Unless, except for obviously sending the guy home, can he look into the the subcontractor's business? You know, anything like that? Ask any sort of questions to see what's going on behind the scenes there, or is it? If he's too leery about it, should he just terminate the contract from that point? Yeah, at this point. He may or may not be able to terminate the contract with the sub. I don't, you know, we don't really know. But the most he could do at this point would just be to go grab an attorney and say, hey, we've got some issues here. I need for you to help me. And it may need to be one of those things where, you know, the attorneys start talking to each other if this is a big enough and bad enough situation that, you know, we're going to get some legal involvement here because it's not about discrimination. It's about something else. Um, again, not having all the details, it's hard to know. But you just don't go barging in demanding things. Yeah. You know, you get your attorney to do that kind of thing exactly. for you. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So now since this this uh, general contractor decided to be basically a bully about it, what what is the subcontractor's pl- place here? So they, he's already got the, they've already got the worker who's violated the, sec- the security thing. What, what is the, the right thing for this subcontractor to do in this case now that he's 
discriminating and bullying and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So they have to handle both issues. So number one, I hope that they terminated the guy who stole the badge and accessed mm-hmm. the site. You know, I don't know, but I hope they got rid of him. Um, number two, as far as anyone who is being discriminated against with, you know, being asked for this information, I hope that they have contacted legal counsel and this contractor has been told you must cease and desist this activity, you know, because um, they have to back up their employees 100 percent. Otherwise, they are participating in this discrimination. Yeah, that's right. So to to prevent any um, anything with the subcontractor in this situation, what can the subcontractor do before the job even starts? Before when they start their business, when they have when they hire a new employee, what do they need to do to ensure that they're covered in a situation like this? Yeah, I mean, they really did. From what I can tell here, they did everything they should have done. They did background checks. It looks like, um, you know, they did, of course, the I nine and the E verify process, and. You know they've got contracts. I'm I'm hoping and I'm 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 sure they do. You know with their with their general contractor. That's all you can do is yeah. just make sure that you cross all of your T's and dot all of your mm-hmm. I's, and then have good solid written policies and procedures, and make sure that you do have anti theft you know policies and procedures, and you have zero tolerance for this kind of issues with you know stealing badges and accessing job sites. And yeah. you know when maybe you don't have a policy about this particular instance, but now that this has happened, let's write a policy about Mm -hmm. illegal access to job sites. And it might seem crazy that we have to write a policy about this, but apparently we do. You know, it's like, you know, why do they put on the outside of the hairdryer box, don't use this in the shower? Yeah. Because some idiot took a shower with a hairdryer. That's right. Yeah. And employers, it is okay to get that specific in a policy. Yeah. That is what you should be doing if there's any concern or any any type of situation that you think might occur. If you want to put it in there, put it in there. Make sure you're covered. And unfortunately, it's not just okay. It is mandatory. Yeah. Because we have to make, and I hate to use this terminology, but come on, we're all HR professionals. We do this for a living. You got to make your policies idiot proof. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. The hair dryer in the shower proof. Yeah. Okay. You've got to think that ridiculous when you're writing your policies because these days people will, you'll terminate someone and they'll say, you're terminating me for this, but there was no policy about that. Yeah. And you're like, but that's common sense. Oh, but there was no policy about that. Yeah. And then they will get their job back. Yeah. And you'll be the one like looking like the idiot because you didn't have a policy about it. So always remember this. If you have to defend yourself, your policies and procedures are your star witnesses. Mm -hmm. And if they are silent on the issue, that can hang you out to dry so hard. Yep. So, you know, just no matter how dumb it seems, write the stupid policy and put it in the book and then enforce it equally for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And guys... I-9 is only two pages. It's a complicated little document, but it's only two pages. So making sure that is in place is key in this situation. And just getting that done right when the employee comes in, um, comes and starts working for the company is very, very important. We can't stress that enough, right? Oh, um, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, you got to do page one on day one, right? Yep. And then you have until the end of day three to get page 
two done. But, oh, my goodness, just do them all in the same day if the the person shows up with the documents. You know, don't wait. Just try to knock it all out, yeah. you know, if, if possible. Sometimes it's not possible. But if possible, don't wait around. Just do these things. Get them over with. Do them right. Yeah. You know, and, of course, that's where, you know, we, we here at, at HelpDeskSuites.com, you know, our motto here is be audit secure. We want, no, we know nobody can be audit proof. You know, there's no way. I used to be an auditor. <laughs> yeah. You want to challenge me not to find something you're doing wrong? Well, then we got a fight on our hands yeah. because I will roll my sleeves up until I find what you're doing wrong. Yeah. And it won't take me very long. <laughs> yep. And like you said, that's what <laughs> auditors are looking for. And um, that I'm glad you brought that up because I-9 audits are key to say you're new in your HR role, you're the HR manager of this construction company, but you've only been there three months, it would absolutely be appropriate before you, one of the first things you do on that job is to do your I-9 audit. And if you've been at the job for a long time, you need to be doing, what would you say, six months audits, yearly audits on your I-9s just to make sure all your paperwork's in place. Yeah, at least an annual audit. Once you get it all cleaned up, and it may take you a year to get it cleaned mm-hmm. up. I mean, don't think you're going to do it overnight because you probably won't. But if you can get it cleaned up within the first year that you take over this mess that you've inherited probably, yeah. you know, um, then, yeah, just if you do the I-9, just audit yourself as you go. But, you know, sometimes we don't always do it and other people help us and things. So at least kind of do an annual audit. And if you can afford to do it every six months, go through them and just keep them up to date. I mean, the more frequently you do this, the better intact they're going to be. Um, Because I got to tell you, you know, it costs you $216 for every technical error that they find on an I-9. And we don't have time in this podcast today to go into what that consists of. We'll do that on another day. But I got to tell you, it can be tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars super fast if you even have 100 I-9s in your file right now. Yep. You can you can be looking at a half a million dollars or more before you even blink your eye. Yeah. And since we know the I-9 audit is right now considered to be the number one audit in the United States, um, we, we can't play around with this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So in conclusion, if you are a general contractor, don't be a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just if there's a situation, handle it with the subcontracting company and... If you're the subcontractor, make sure you can you're as covered as possible. We know we can't control the actions of others and different things. And if there's a question and it looks bad enough, don't keep that employer employee around to make your company bring your company down. You know that's absolutely appropriate if you have to terminate them for some type of situation that that needs to, to happen. Yeah, so. when you have cause, you have cause and. Take care of business and learn from those lessons, write those policies, have them in place. That way, when they happen, nobody can ever question, oh, but I didn't know it was wrong to access a site illegally. I mean, like you will have a policy that says everything you need to say. And it can be labor intensive. But you know what? That's what people like us are here for. Yeah. At Help Desk, like this is what we do for people all day long. So it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, it it doesn't have to take up all your time because you have folks like Help Desk, you know. So come out and visit us at helpdesksuites.com. Take a look at our deluxe suite and the, the things that we offer here because we can help you take care of that type of that type of, you know, I hate to call it busy work. It's really not busy work. But when you have everything else to do in your life, it can feel that way. And mm-hmm. it can go low on the priority list. 
and then it comes up and bites you on a day like this when you're writing to us, hey, today is a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another thing about us, too, is if you got a question like this situation here, please write us. We, we want to hear from you. We want to help you because that's what we're here to do. And also, um, you know, if you're looking at writing policies and things like that, you, you know, that's another thing you can come to us for. We have our employee handbook creator. We can help you write more customized policies and things like that as well. Yeah. Now, if you're not one of our members, we're going to charge you for this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but our members, we do all this stuff for free for our members. Yeah, our members. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for. We so. take care of you guys hard. Yeah. So. Good. So, all right. Well, thanks, Mason. I appreciate all of the critical thinking today. That's what this job is about. This job is about critical thinking, isn't it? Yeah, you just got to have all your bases covered, going back to a sports reference. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Another sport, but yet a sport. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we've been kind of out of commission with the podcast for a little bit, but um, we're going to get back on doing these weekly or at least maybe twice a week. And uh, hopefully some of this will help you out in your small business or different things so yeah all right well until next time to find out more about us visit helpdesksuites.com slash podcast don't forget to rate subscribe and review on apple podcasts